Because for me, it was my senior year and I would finally be heading to law school, while Sela, now a junior, was moving into her sorority house after a couple of years in the dorm. In the midst of the excitement and happiness, I was feeling a bit melancholy because this was going to be my last year. I was going to miss Sela and my fraternity brothers, who kept my life at this Lily White University interesting and fulfilling. My fraternity, Kappa Alpha Omega, was one of the three black fraternities on campus. While the white fraternities and sororities were going through rush, which we never understood, we were planning a big party to welcome back the black students. We would get a head start on pressing the freshman girls to become our sweethearts and persuading the top black freshman men to pledge Kappa Alpha Omega. We decided to have the party at the house of one of our advisors, who was also one of the few black faculty members at the university. He owned a huge old rustic house outside of town surrounded by trees so large they cast an indelible shade over the two tennis courts and aqua-colored pool. It was the type of house I dreamed of one day, sharing with Sela. Since I was the social chairman of my fraternity, Sela and I arrived early to make sure that everything was set. We checked the music and food and made sure the keg of beer was ice cold. Sela looked beautiful in her white tennis outfit. It was a pleated short skirt with a matching top that looked wonderful against her vanilla wafer-brown complexion. Her long black hair was pulled together with a crimson satin ribbon that flowed down her back. Her face with deep dimples and almond-shaped hazel eyes was accented by an open smile. As I watched Sela help our sweethearts prepare for the party, I thought back to the time, almost six years ago, when I had first laid eyes on her. It was the annual citywide basketball tournament, and about five of my football teammates and I went over to North Birmingham to Northeast High for a game. Northeast High was like most of the high schools in Birmingham, an all-black basketball team in a cheerleader lineup of blue-eyed blondes, with the exception of a pair of identical brunette twins. As my eyes made it to the end of the line, I saw the most beautiful black girl I had ever seen. She had two thick ponytails, one with a gold ribbon and the other with a light blue ribbon that matched her uniform perfectly. Whenever there was a timeout, Northeast's pep band started to play and the cheerleaders ran onto the court and started their well-rehearsed pom-pom routines. The black girl on the end was spectacular. She appeared to be using her ponytails and high kicks to conduct the band. As her kicks got higher, her ponytails flew in her face, temporarily blocking her view, but never causing her to miss a beat. Her blue, gold and white pleated skirt twirled like a kaleidoscope against her light brown skin. As the band played the theme from Shaft, the cheerleaders and crowd chanted in unison, Go, Chargers! Beat those bears! Go, Chargers! I became mesmerized by the cheerleader from the opposing school. I became so wrapped up in her that I wanted to cheer for Northeast High instead of my own school. While I watched the cheerleaders every move, someone came up behind me and put his huge arm around my neck in a playful strangle. When I was released, I turned and recognized Bruce Grayson, one of Northeast's star football players. Ray Tyler, what are you doing in my neck of the woods? Bruce asked. I'm over here to see my boys kick some northeast butt, I joked.
Bruce and I had met during the summer when we both were training at the President's Health Spa downtown. After talking for a couple of minutes, I asked Bruce who this vision of ebony beauty was. He told me her name was Celia Richards and that she was his play little sister. During halftime, Bruce introduced me to Celia. When he left the two of us alone, I became so nervous, not knowing what to do or say, that I put my hands into my orange and white leather football jacket, took them out, and placed them in my tight-fitting blue jeans, and just kept staring at Sela. When I finally found the courage to ask Sela for her phone number, one of the girls on the cheerleading squad came up and grabbed her, telling her it was time for the second half. She smiled at me. It was nice meeting you, she said, and ran off with the blue-eyed blonde. During the second half, I thought...